Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Workday Physique. I'm your host, Ajitesh Gogoi, and in today's episode, we're comparing losing more kilograms versus losing kilograms permanently. And if there is any difference at all in the approach when it comes to weight loss from these two different perspectives. So when you're trying to achieve something which has a quantitative number-based outcome, associated with it, like weight loss, when metrics become the end goal for you, and that is the only thing that you're focused on, you would do anything to achieve those said metrics. So if you're focused on solely the number on the scale, and you don't take into consideration anything else, you'd go to any extent to achieve that drop in number on the scale. Okay, to make it easy for you to understand, I have a few analogies in my head right now. So if you think of startups, uh, it, is, it is a trend nowadays to like build a startup that no one really needs or cares about and raise a lot of money from investors and try to scale it as quickly as possible. That seems to be like a trend. That's why you don't see new companies which are long lasting, like they appear out of nowhere, they suddenly get big and then they disappear. That is because... Uh, these startups focus so much on growth and scaling based metrics because they have to show these numbers to their investors before achieving any kind of product market fit or before having improving customer experience or things that actually matter in terms of forming the base of the startup. They just start focusing on how can I grow? How can we grow as rapidly as possible? And when they do that, um, it it's a lot of resources wasted in in a pursuit which does not have you know any meaning in terms of actual value creation in the economy so that is in terms of business okay and then you can see this on social media as well you'll see all these influencers which who chase social media clout because they want to increase their follower count as quickly as possible and you'd see a lot of other influencers teaching these um new budding influencers how to do this okay and all of their content strategy revolves around how you can grab attention how you can create polarizing content provocative content so that you can get as many eyeballs as possible and more and more people will actually follow you for that so you should incite people to feel extreme emotions for your content and when when you are solely focused on doing that instead of actually thinking in terms of what would create value for the audience, what would actually uh, change the lives of people who are consuming that content. Instead of thinking from that perspective, you're thinking in terms of follower growth. Uh, what it does is that polarizing and provocative content, it grabs a lot of eyeballs, but it's all like cheap, low quality eyeballs. Like people who are not really invested in you as a person, but they're really attracted by such provocative polarizing content and they're there to just consume that. So if you solely focus on that as an influencer, you will no doubt grow your follower base, but it will be full of people uh, who, who you really don't want in your life anyway. And similarly, if you talk about, say, your real life social situation and you're like, you know, I would like to meet new people and I would like to increase my social circle. Does that mean meeting as many new, new people as possible? Or does that mean building deep, meaningful relationships one person at a time? 
because you can do both all right you can go meet as many new people as possible but all of those would be shallow connections or you can choose to give each person a meaningful amount of time which takes more effort but those connections will be deeper and more meaningful both are different things so i hope you're getting my point because if you focus solely on number based outcomes instead of uh providing the qualitative nature of things equal priority then you would do anything and everything to achieve those numbers and oftentimes when you actually achieve the numbers you'd realize that maybe this was not uh what i actually wanted to achieve so it is very important to gain clarity around the process like what are you actually trying to achieve is it important for you to achieve it from the perspective that you're thinking of it right now or uh or do you have something else in mind but your current strategy does not align with it so it it's important to you know gain clarity on that and do some inner work to figure it out when you focus solely on how much weight can i lose over the next 12 weeks you're more likely to optimize for the reduction in the number on the scale rather than permanent lifestyle changes because if you approach weight loss from a permanent lifestyle change perspective you'd have to start off by thinking of what are the current behaviors that are making it difficult for me to you know stop frequent snacking why is it that i cannot control myself when i see tasty food why am i not able to move my body regularly why am i not able to follow a structured workout regime so all of these questions are not quantitative in nature that you cannot put a number to it as the answer but instead of thinking about these things if you solely focus on how can i reduce the number on the weighing scale as quickly as possible over the next 12 weeks that would have a different strategy because in order to achieve that it is as simple as just you know you could just stop eating for the next 2 weeks and you would drop a bunch of weight but is that sustainable it's not because as soon as you start eating you'll go back to your old habits and that weight will rebound back okay so if you just fast for a long enough period of time you don't have to do anything else you can just stop eating and that would most likely also lead to other kinds of issues like it could trigger some kind of eating disorder so i would not recommend it but what i'm saying is if if you just run out of food to eat for the next couple of weeks you drop a bunch of weight and you achieve that metric that you're looking to achieve that i want to see a drop in the weighing scale but this does not mean that you would sustain that permanently now i'm not saying that you should not be tracking metrics at all because there are people who advocate for that as well this is the other extremity that you should not focus on any kind of quantitative metrics that you should just focus on intuitive eating eat according to how your body feels um and you should let your body indulge in food whenever your body tells you to but the reality is that your intuition is not honed right now that is why you have weight problems in the first place because uh your intuition is only as good as the practice you have put up front to train that intuition because if you have not fed yourself your brain with the right inputs that is you have not put in the work up front to learn about good nutrition learn about good exercise build those habits and behaviors uh you just don't have the intuition of someone who has put in that work up front so if you just rely on uh whatever your body is so to say telling you internally and you just rely on that without any quantitative metrics 
you'll not achieve uh, any results. So this is all feel good fluff. So you need to have realistic expectations about what you're trying to achieve, what steps you need to take to get there and not do this in a way that is detrimental for your long-term goals. It is time for a short break. If you have liked the episode so far, please take a moment to pause and share it with just one friend. The podcast has been growing rapidly all thanks to your support and you sharing it is what lets me impact the lives of more people like you. Thank you in advance. Now back to the episode. So when it comes to tracking metrics, what I recommend is a primary focus on process-based metrics, not outcome-based metrics. So if you think of metrics in two terms, there is uh, there are the process-based metrics in terms of weight loss, which means tracking your calorie intake, tracking your daily activity levels, tracking your strength progress at the gym, tracking your sleep and stress levels on a scale of say one to 10, where one is like really poor quality sleep, 10 is really high quality sleep. So if you do this exercise every day for the next seven days, you would know if you're actually sleeping well, um, if, if your stress levels are manageable. So when you have all the data in hand, that is process-based metrics. These are things that you actually have control over. You don't really uh, have control over the outcomes, that is the number on the scale, because those that number depends on things which are often out of your control. So if you have eaten a heavy meal the day before, if you went out with friends the day before, if you ate a lot of salt, if you're on your period, so all of these things can make the scale weight go up. So you cannot completely control that, but you have 100% control over the process. So that is where you want to put in some metrics to track and you want to make sure that you are adherent uh, to the goals that you have set. When it comes to the outcome-based metrics, that is your body weight, um, your measurements, these should be tracked on a regular basis. You should be tracking morning scale weight every single day and taking the average from week to week and tracking progress. You should also be tracking weekly measurements, but these metrics should be secondary to your primary process-based metrics. The outcome-based metrics should act as a compass to correct course. So if your weight has not been going down for more than two weeks, then you need to look at your process-based metrics and see that if you have been actually adherent to the process. And if you have been adherent, then maybe some things need tweaking. Maybe you need to increase activity levels. Maybe you need to decrease your calorie intake. So those things need to be modified after using the outcome-based metrics as a compass. So your primary focus should be on the process, not on the outcomes. This is similar to uh, the fact that if you run a business, you should be tracking your KPIs. That is how much revenue you're making, how much cash flow is there, how quickly you're growing, customer acquisition costs, and all of that. But the goal is ultimately to optimize for product market fit and to improve the customer experience uh, as much as possible. And the goal should not be to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible, which seems to be the goal for a lot of modern day startups. And that's why they crash and burn really quick. Um, someone creates a new company with the goal of just creating as much money as possible based on whatever is trending at the moment. So right now, artificial intelligence is trending. Uh, fintech is trending. So all of these companies are popping up. They're not really improving uh, the lives of people the lives of customers, but they're just there to, you know, make as much money as possible and exit the company as, you know, as quickly as possible after making that money. And if you have that kind of a mindset, you're not really creating any kind of value in the economy. You're just 
doing it to serve your own self-interest. And in a way, you are as good as a grifter or a con artist. So this is a first principle that applies across disciplines. And what you should do depends on your goals completely. But in my personal experience, people tend to be one way or the other. And if you have tendencies to optimize solely for numerical outcomes in certain domains, chances are that that tendency will carry over to your weight loss efforts as well. So in that case, you probably should introspect and do some inner work to fix that. Because if you just hop on your weight loss journey, um, hoping to optimize solely for your scale weight based outcomes, it is going to lead to frustration in the long term because you will lose some weight, but you'll gain that back. All right, because both the approaches like we spoke of are different. Like if you want permanent uh, weight loss versus if you want rapid weight loss within a certain time frame, as much weight as possible. These are two different approaches and the outcome that you will actually achieve will depend on whichever approach you take. And the duration of the outcome would also depend on what approach you take. At Workday Physique, we focus on permanent lifestyle changes that will keep you looking and feeling great for life. And we don't do wedding transformations, summer beach body transformations, new year transformations, and other such short-term gimmicks. So if long-term sustainable results are what you're looking for and you'd like some help, visit workdayphysique.com slash coaching to learn more and book a complimentary strategy call with us. And we'll see if we can help you in reaching your goals. That is it for this episode of Workday Physique. Thank you for listening. You can follow and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening right now so you don't miss out on future episodes. Leave a five-star rating and review if you're a repeat listener and share this episode with one friend who you think will find it helpful. I'll see you again very soon. Until then, stay tuned, stay safe, and stay consistent.